0: If women were obsessed with money, a pimp couldn't pimp, could he? Because a pimp gets a woman to give him all of her money. If she was really looking for value in money, she wouldn't give it up. But the truth is that women are looking for things that go far beyond money. Sometimes money is a proxy, but they're looking for stability, guidance. They're looking for a man who is confident, Knowing that when shit goes wrong, that man will stand up, step up to the plate, and make everything all good. Let me give you a few narratives of times when a man got a woman and he was broke. And even, take you one step further, a man got a woman that belonged to another man who had money. When I was 16 years old. I went to a big urban high school in Southern California, Los Angeles. I worked across the street at an after school program. There was a gorgeous woman there mixed with Asian and Latina. Her name was Leticia. We called her Leti for short. Gorgeous, very thin, long black hair all the way down to her ass crack. Me, at the time, I was just 16. She was 24. She had just gotten married. She was four years into her marriage, married to a guy who worked at Holland and Knight Law Firm, meaning that he was pulling in the big bucks as I believe an entertainment lawyer in Los Angeles. Now, the question for you is, since he had all the money and the status, why was she in the shed sucking my 16-year-old dick? Why is that? Because there are other values that women appreciate. Number one, I went in there every day, worked about three to four hours. She was actually my boss. She knew exactly how much money I made, which was $13 an hour. But every day I went in there, swagged the fuck out in great physical shape, extremely confident in the youth, in my prime, giving those kids structure, discipline and values that all the kids loved me and respected me. And in that small little world, in that kingdom, I was the emperor and that made her admire me and me coming in on a consistent basis, being the same cool motherfucker wore her down over time. Now, if she was really concerned about money, she wouldn't be sucking a 16-year-old dick now, would she? That should teach you that it's not about the money. Because I'm out here to correct a lot of retarded shit that you've been hearing from nerds on the internet who are basically telling you what they heard somebody else say or what they saw written down in the book. I'm telling you the shit that I've been living and breathing my whole life. Check out this second story. Again, when I was in high school, I use this as a great example because you're truly broke in high school, right? I went to a school dance. It was a private all-girls school that was having a dance in partnership with their brother's school. So it's an all-girls school and an all-boys school, two very wealthy schools in the Sierra Madre, California area. And I went with a buddy of mine named Rob because he knew a girl there. When I was there, I saw this gorgeous chick who looked like she was Puerto Rican, Long, curly hair, shaped like an eight, nice caramel skin. I went over to her, grabbed her hand, and pulled her over for a dance. I didn't say shit, because in L.A., that's just how you do it. You just grab their hand and pull them over, and if they don't want to fuck with you, they just walk away, right? So I grabbed her hand. She took a look at me, and she went, oh, okay. And then she started to break me off a little bit on the dance floor. She enjoyed the way I danced. Why? Because I was one of the few kids in there that had rhythm. Everyone else was a fucking cornball. She went to an all-girls private school. Her father's an oncologist, very respected at the University of Southern California, very wealthy family, gave me her phone number. I followed up very shortly after that, called her, but she was at her mom's house. Her parents were divorced, so she gave me her dad's number, right? So I had trouble catching up with her. Let me give you another piece of game. Cornballs on the internet will tell you, oh, don't, don't be thirsty, don't be desperate and needy. That's because they have low self-esteem. They've never been the boss their whole life. When you're really the big dog, you're extremely confident. And when you show a woman that you're being persistent, it's not because you need her. It's because you know persistence overcomes resistance. And it's because you could have anything you want. You go and get whatever you want. And she doesn't think you're thirsty. She thinks that you're a big fucking silverback gorilla that's going to go take whatever it wants at all costs. And she knows she's one project of many projects. So she's not going to look at you as a person who's needy. She's going to look at you as a greedy, fat fucking king who wants everything he lays his eyes on. Because that's the reality. These motherfuckers on the Internet, calling themselves by these weird ass names, they are losers and have been losers their whole life. That's why they're looking at the world from a position of weakness, telling you to be someone you're not, telling you to wait three days before you reach out. They're giving you advice that are based on strategies that reveal their lack of confidence. I'm giving you advice and saying, do what's natural. Be yourself. Be the best of yourself. So anyways, I contact this young lady, and let's say things went all smooth. You did. Now, the question for you is if she comes from the upper class, her father's an oncologist, my father's in prison for selling crack, she goes to a private school, I go to a public school, why would she fuck with me if money is important? She wouldn't. See, the thing is, a lot of chicks like a bad boy. They like a street dude, even though that doesn't equal money. I know a lot of Latina chicks who have boyfriends who are doing 10 years in prison and they stick by him. Why is that? Because men offer different values to a woman. A real pimp. A real player has tr- tremendous game, and you doctor fill the girl. You get in her head and plug into her psychology, and that is why she sticks with you. If you listen to these guys on the internet, one of them literally said, well, If you lose your job or you go broke, your woman will leave. Well, that's true if your only value was your money. If you showed up and the only thing of value you could offer that woman was money, when the money's gone, the value's gone, so of course she's going to leave. But if you offered her tremendous game and you kept your foot on her fucking neck, and what I mean by that is you discipline her appropriately, then she's always going to be submissive and respectful because your game is tight, your pimp hand is strong. But if you ever fail to discipline when she needs discipline, and I don't mean necessarily physically, I mean a pimp doesn't let anything slide. A pimp makes sure everything is always correct and she's always being respectful. That's a major lesson pointing out to you that it's not about the money. Let me give you a famous historical example in cinema. If you ever saw the movie entitled Casino, which is a classic, and if you haven't seen it, check it out. The starring woman in that film is involved with Robert De Niro's character, who's Mr. Rothstein, who's running a casino, is very fabulously wealthy. But the whole time, she's also involved with this scoundrel guy who's really broke, just like a small-time hustler. And he's essentially pimping her out so that she takes the money from Mr. Rothstein and gives it to him. Now, the question is, why would this chick go back to this low-life hustler when she could be doing it big with the guy who runs a casino? Because this motherfucker got the sauce. This motherfucker got the juice. And guess what? You can't counterfeit the sauce. You can't counterfeit the fucking juice. And that's what I'm telling you guys. A lot of these guys on the internet check their credentials. You never see them with any bitches. No videos, no pictures, nothing. They're fucking fakes. They don't understand the game. That's why they're telling you that you need money. I'm telling you that you need game. I'm telling you that game is better than money. I'm telling you with game, you can take a bitch from a nigga who has billions. I'm telling you with game, you can pimp a couple fucking billions out of bitch. Now, that's what a pimp would tell you. What these squares are telling you is you got to buy the bitch. That's a trick mentality. A pimp gets the money from the woman. A trick pays money to the woman. So if you're attracting women with money, that's a trick mentality. You're more like the customer of a prostitute. Think about that.
1: Do women appreciate authenticity like saying I'm nervous or terrified on a first date? um, Just considering that you're putting up, not putting up a facade and only speaking the truth of you. Or are they deep into strong men?
0: Generally speaking, the world rewards strength. Now this is answering your question, which is to say there's nothing wrong with being real, being vulnerable. Because the truth is if you get a bitch, at the end of the day, she has to deal with you and who you really are. I would encourage you to keep your fucking mouth shut in general. There's no need to say a bunch. You're a man. You don't need to be expressing your emotions all the time. I'm not telling you to be someone else. I'm telling you to shut the fuck up. Be you, but shut the fuck up sometimes, right? Authenticity is an international universal language. No one likes phoniness. If you get a woman using money, you have a weak bond. Because money is something that can disappear. You want that to break your marriage? I remember I was taking an Uber one day in New York. And the guy who picked me up, I was chopping it up with him. He told me he recently went through a divorce. And I asked him why. He said I had this big six-figure job. And basically, when that job ended, my marriage ended. I was like, wow, that's fucked up, my boy. He was like, yeah, but I expected it because I knew she came from the upper class. And when I got her, I was really well off. I said, okay, She didn't love you, she loved the money. And hey, guess what, there's a bunch of rich niggas out on the planet Earth. But I tell you what, in terms of this game, this unique knowledge, there are very few that have that. And if you can really plug into her psychology and understand her and know how to push her buttons, there are very few men who know How to plug into her psychology, who will take the time to truly understand her and will take the time to listen to her and invest in her, make her greater. And that's unique. And also very few men who are even tempered, meaning that I could break a bitch down from the mouthpiece. I don't even need to put the pimp hand on the bitch. You see, that's rare. It's a lot of guys out in the world beating bitches asses for real. Domestic violence is a real thing, which I don't promote. I frown upon it. And that's why you got to keep your foot on a bitch's neck. Any, when you're in a relationship with a woman, you need to keep rules and regulations in place. And if she transgresses, let her know. Like I recently had a situation where a young lady was getting out of line and I failed to put my foot on her fucking neck. And I regret it every single day because it will derive the quality of your relationship. My thing is I always always think about replacing a bitch. When really, you got to make sure that you're regularly disciplining a bitch, making sure that she's following rules and guidelines. And when she knows that you're a real man and you won't stand for bullshit, she's going to love that. Why? Because most men are inconsistent and they stand for bullshit. They're weak. They really have nothing. That's why they need the money to make them seem a value. I am the value. And that's what a pimp will tell you when you're dealing with a woman. You are the prize. You're a fucking nut listening to these guys on the internet because here's what they're doing. They're teaching you to think like a bitch. This is what I mean. And this shit is genius. Write this down. A woman is engaged in externalities. She uses the breast implants, the butt injections, the makeup, all, all material things, things that are tangible material, things that are materially valuable like money. She uses that to entice a trick, to entice the average man, which is a trick, right? When you're a man trying to use money to entice a woman, that's like what the woman's doing. She's using material to entice simple-minded people. You're thinking like a bitch. A real man stands back from a perspective of an intellectual, looks down on the situation. He plays chess with her fucking mind. He understands and uses his knowledge to crack the bitch. He doesn't crack open his wallet to crack the bitch. Because that's not cracking a bitch. When you crack a bitch, that means just split her wide open. And you went to the core of who she is through deep understanding. And you implanted yourself there forever. That's the fucking pimping. What these niggas are telling you is not the ism. It's not gang. What they're telling you is shit that they learned from some corny motherfuckers on the internet.
1: Derek Kramer asked, how do you discipline a woman mentally?
0: Number one, is the master son, Zhu says, victory is fashioned from the dynamic of the enemy, meaning that every person will require different forms of discipline. For example, I know a young lady who describes herself as mega social. That's a fucking quote from her. She says she's mega social. Which means she needs interaction with people. She has to be engaged. You would punish her by isolation. You see what I'm saying? I know other women who are extreme introverts. Or even Bridget likes to stay at home. She's low key. If you put Bridget in isolation, that's not punishment. She's in her zone. But you put this other chick who's mega social in isolation, she's out of her zone. What you do is you take a fish out of water. That's how you punish them. You understand? But the most important thing is you never punish out of anger. You punish because there's a clear violation to a clear rule that you have established. A smooth motherfucker looks smooth because they're smooth, like suede, like silk. That's who they are. But they're not looking the part because they're an actor. They're living the part. It's who they are on a daily basis, you dig? When you are a certain kind of person, like even at work, for example, I used to run a program at Johns Hopkins Medical. And let me talk about gang. I was the only person that had an office at Johns Hopkins Medical without a PhD. I was the only person that did not have a fucking PhD. Why? Gang. I talked my way into the job. Now, here's number two. I work with a bunch of physicians and nurses. You know what I found out they called me behind my back, the nurses? They called me smooth. Why? Because of the way I speak, that shit doesn't cut off and cut on when I'm at work or not at work. It's who I actually am. So when I'm talking to you, I'm not encouraging you to imitate me. I'm encouraging you to show the best of who you are. You got to question these Internet cornballs when they tell you to try to imitate a motherfucker like me. That's what I'm trying to tell you is fake. A woman is going to not love you if you're pretending to be someone else. Because guess what? If you're pretending to be somebody else and then she finds out you're not who you pretend to be, she's going to get out of there. And what's more, when you have a woman who loves you, she's not going to go anywhere because she knows you're really the genuine article. And another piece, I want to talk about this overusage of the word alpha male. I find it disgusting. Here's why. Most of the people who say they're alpha males on the internet and are trying to give you advice, they're not alpha males. Alpha males really defined by two major characteristics. Number one, you're dominant. You are dominant. You're on top. And in a social group, everyone else submits or surrenders or defers to you. You understand? Now, here's the thing. A lot of these corny fucks on the internet, I could just merely look at their body carriage, listen to them talk, and I could tell they were fucking nerds and they reinvented themselves in adulthood. I say track their background. When you read my book, you're going to read through the book and say, wow, Marquette, in high school you were voted best smile. You were voted best dress. You were voted Mr. Irresistible. You were that nigga since you were a child all the way up. You didn't reinvent yourself. You really are this shit. Now in terms of alpha male, these guys say that they're alpha male, they never really done anything really dominant. Me, me, you tell me you're an alpha male, I got high standards for you. Because when I grew up, my best homie, we called him Crazy Rob. He's in prison right now because he's a real alpha male. You understand what I'm saying? These guys are soft. They never beat up people, robbed people, sold drugs. Like They don't have the breadth of experience to be an alpha male. What I'm telling you is I've been in all these environments and been an alpha male. they got... I've been among thugs. I've been around drug dealers and been one of the greatest hustlers that other hustlers respect. I've been in corporate and been a motherfucker that other CEOs defer to. These motherfuckers on the internet are fake. If they're not using their real name, they're fake. Go on their page, tell their followers to follow a nigga named M.Devon. Realest nigga out there. If they're talking about gang, go on their page and tell a motherfucker to follow YouTube.com slash Marquettism. That's the realest shit out there. Because I never see these guys with a bitch. I don't see a video of them with a bitch, a picture of them with a bitch. And I've had them across the world in all flavors, the most gorgeous ones.
1: Deep Sea Scorpio had two. He said, how to show no emotion when a woman gets you angry. <laughs> and then the second one is how to listen and and ignore a woman at the same time.
0: Yo, that's a beautiful question. That's a beautiful question. Which one? The second one? The first one. The first one. How to show no emotion when a woman gets you angry. That's a beautiful question. The first piece of that is, as you're evolving as a man, and that's why the difference between my channel and some of these other cats, they just talk game, game, how to get a girl, should you go for the kiss, when should you call her? I'm talking about development, mental, spiritual, physical development. Why? Why? So that you're not pretending at the point which you become mentally developed as a Taoist, you become mentally developed as a stoic, showing no emotion is nothing to you because that's where you live most of the time. She might have transgressed your values or transgressed your rules and laws, but you're not angry. Why? Because as a wise man, you know you cannot dominate unless you can anticipate. And her being a female, you already know she's going to fuck up and break some of your rules some of the time. You already know she's going to get emotional some of the time. You expect it. So that's the key is number one, expectation. You should be able to analyze who she is, predict what she will do, and when she fucks up, you already expected it, that's why you're not surprised, that's why you're not angry. But the key is, keep your fucking poker face on. And I can tell you, you don't want to be rageful, and you never want to use a negative word. If you can avoid it, I strongly encourage you, never to call a woman a name, never call her a dumb bitch, never call her a slut, a whore. Any of these things, why? Because women are, quote, machines. When you're telling them meaningful things, they're not soaking up shit, right? But when you call them a name, they're going to fucking remember that, and they're going to keep bringing it up and quoting you. And what's worse, they may even tell their friends and family about that. And all that does is it creates a mountain for you to fall down. You understand? So what you want to do is describe situations to them. You want to talk objectively. You don't ever want to put a negative label on them because that can only work against you. You wanna speak in positive, beautiful words. You need to listen and observe very deeply everything in life, especially the human beings that are around you, because human beings are fickle, meaning that you can't entirely trust them for the most part. And women around you, you need to understand them and listen to them because your key to their heart is through their mind. And when you listen to them, you understand how they think, you understand how to navigate their mind. And if you use the language that they use, when you communicate, you'll be at a higher vibration so that what you says makes more sense to them because you're speaking in a language that appeals to them and a language that they understand. So you must Be a very keen listener. And when you are listening, make sure that you're very attentive and she can tell that you're focused on her. Listeners make us feel good. They make us feel important. And there are times that you're not listening to someone. And if you want them to shut the fuck up, you do need to tell them. Me, I don't like talking in the morning. I don't want to hear shit. I don't want you to say good morning. I want you to shut the fuck up. All I want to do in the morning is pray and exercise. I don't want to hear shit from anybody. It's time for me to program my mind, make my mind beautiful to tackle the day. And if a woman's saying something to me, I'm inclined to tell her, dear, it's the morning. I'm programming my mind. I would not like to talk. And that's the end of it. There's no explanation. That's the bottom line. The key is when you're a man of few words and you're a man of serious words, when you put a period on the end of that sentence, it's done. There's nothing else. Core question. Can a broke man get a woman? Most ridiculous question I've ever heard. If you ever watch my video called How to Be a Player, I reference a man named Kevin Cox, which is the older brother of my best friend. One of the most player motherfuckers I've ever met. The most amazing thing about Kevin is, one, he was broke his whole life, meaning that he never held down a job. But every time I saw this man, he was with the most beautiful women. And I'm talking about women of every stripe. Gorgeous strippers in L.A. And here's the thing. I don't know where you guys are from, but if you're in L.A., L.A., you can't be a stripper unless you're a bad bitch. You dig? Know? And this is in the era before the fake titties and the fake asses were so prevalent, right? Because Kevin's now deceased. This I'm talking about like this like 15 years ago when I was a kid. He had the baddest stripper bitches. He had well-to-do chicks who were high up in finance. He had a variety of women in his stable. Now the question is, how is it a guy who's overweight and unemployed is able to get a woman like that? Because there's something called charm. Charm is enchanting. When you have a positive vibe about you, and then you have a mouthpiece like Kevin had, Kevin can talk himself into any situation and out of any situation. And he's slick. And all people, male and female, we want adventure. We want something to steal us away from our daily, mundane, boring routines. And he was always able to give that adventure and excitement to all of the people around him. Not only the women, but also his friends. He always was a great seducer in how he went about things. For example, I saw him pull so many slick moves. There's a fucking time we saw a gorgeous woman coming out of a corporate building and he saw what car she got into. The next day we were there, he saw her car again, wrote up a little note, left it in her windshield. Hey, I saw you, blah, 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 blah. I don't know if you saw me, but I bet if you did see me, you'd be really interested. Here's my number. Let's meet for coffee. Mystery. It's mystery, because the woman then has to think, God, that's a brazen motherfucker right there. I wonder who this is. This could be so-and-so. This could be so-and-so. That level of mystery and surprise, she's going to have to call the number just to find out, right? And that's the kind of guy he was. And I can assure you, he's slaying all these people's wives who are bankers and lawyers. And these guys are going to their shitty jobs. Not to say a lawyer is a shitty job, but you know what I mean. They're going to their 9 to 5, working their ass off. And when they get home, they're bored. They're not really giving their wife a thrill. Kevin was a poor man who knew how to give a bitch a thrill. And I'm not talking about sexually, I'm talking about mentally. And the pimpin will always tell you the mental is far more important than the physical and the sexual. When you keep a woman over time, everything on you is going to deteriorate. But the game and the mind, if it's sharp, you can play for years. That's why my uncles and my grandfather, they were able to get young women for a lifetime. Because that mouthpiece, it keeps going and going. Even when the dick needs Viagra, the mouthpiece will stand strong.
1: He just said you answered the question. He asked it kind of before he started talking, but Deep Sea Scorpio said, does sex play a big part or small part in controlling the situation?
0: I really want to emphasize this, and I'm a true believer. You'll find that a lot of guys, especially young African-American guys, really brag on their dick game. I hope that you've never heard me brag on my dick game. I'm really not a believer in, in trying to fuck a bitch's body real well. I'm not a believer in that. I'm a believer in fucking her mind. I'm a believer in romancing her thoughts. Because the truth is, I'm sure there's an army of niggas who, who can outfuck Marquette Devon Burton. I'm sure there's an army of niggas in Africa who have dicks this big and will fuck the daylights out of a bitch. I'm sure of it. I never trying to like brag about having a big or fucking a bitch real well. Why? Low level shit. It's low level. Think about it. It's sex. It's a commodity. Men as tricks, they pay for sex from a prostitute. It's something you can easily get. It's a form of exchange. But what a woman will rarely give, she'll give out the pussy, but does she give out the heart willingly? Does she give her mind willingly? Will she put you in control of her mind willingly? No. The vagina is the easy part. A real wise man knows that you want to put your game is in between this sphere, the heart and the mind. A sucker is going for the vagina. These clowns out here that call themselves pickup artists, they're trying to teach you how to get laid. Shit, I could teach you how to get laid. Matter of fact, I could send you a bitch if you want to get laid, you dig? It's going to cost you something though. That's the easy part. And that's why when I tell you they have the question of can a broke man get a woman, they're confusing woman and vagina, which are radically different things. Money can get you some vagina, and that's why when you run out of money, you run out of vagina. But here's something a real player never runs out of. Game. It's an infinite well. I could sit here and kick game to you for hours. The reason that these nerds on the internet might have 430 videos is because they give you five minutes a game, ten minutes a game after they read a book about it. When I tell you stories, I tell you stories from my real life. If I show you a picture, it's from my real life. When you see me dress fly, wearing some wild shit, it's some shit that I literally created. Like I designed it myself and had it fabricated and made. You're getting the genuine article. Now, here's another example historical. I love historical examples. You guys ever heard of? Helen of Troy or Helen of Sparta. It's a story of a woman who was made the queen of a man who was a king, a powerful, wealthy man. She was stolen away from that man and taken to another kingdom because the other guy had her heart. This one guy had her body, a.k.a. the vagina, and she went over to another kingdom. It started a war. But here's the thing to think about. If everything was about money, she would have been comfortable with the guy who was over here who had the kingdom and he was a big deal. When she went to a different guy who's also a king, she didn't gain money. The thing that she gained was an increase in love. An increase in mental satisfaction. That's where you need to spend your time. If you're spending your time trying to make money to get a bitch, you'll never really have the bitch. So any other questions or comments? No. Well, shit, I'm going to wind down then, folks. Um, you've heard some of the greatest game ever to be given. You got the genuine article right here. The big homie, the one and only, the motherfucker talking game like Goldie.
1: Dorian Joyner just said, when your book dropping again.
0: That's a good-ass question. And I really, I feel, I worked on it today. I'm working on it every day. It, it's so deep and it's so integrated. I'm going to try to release some chapters to you guys because I don't want to keep people waiting. And I just want to let you know that, increasingly, the more I see these guys on the internet who are charlatans, who are basically creating fake lives, I see how important it is to drop this book. Because I'm describing very human experiences that you probably are going through as I'm aging as a man and maturing. And I think that you'll be able to hold on to it because it's real, and you'll be able to play that story in your head, and it'll impact how you make decisions. And at the end of each chapter, I literally explain what the lesson is and how you can use it today in your life. But I'm really working on making a high-quality product. There are a lot of people out here who have somebody else ghostwrite their book or have other people do the audio version. This is all Marquette Devon Burton, and I have to do it in between the many things I'm doing. I have to do it in between my business that we make men's swimming trunks, we make women's wrap skirts, we have a hardware product for tracking assets, we have a software product for doing real-time location services. So I'm doing it in between all those things, but it will be dropping. Go get the pure game. Whatever you seek in life, find it from the person who actually embodies it. You understand? So what I'm telling you is that they might take some medicine and offer you medicine. I'm telling you, I'm the motherfucker who created the potion for the medicine. I'm the motherfucker who is the book. They're reading the book. I am the book. These people who are pretending to give you game, it's not pure, and because it's impure, they're giving you misdirection. If they tell you you can't get a woman when you're broke, that's a very clear lie. I've just given you five different stories of people getting women while they're broke, or a woman messing with a guy who has less money than the guy they were originally involved with, yes. Deep Sea
1: just asked about mentorship.
0: Mentorship. That's a question we almost always get. Um, mentorship, as as you know, I am busy, which is part of why that book is coming out, uh, slowly but surely. Generally, what I do is, because there's 7,000 subscribers, or actually 7,655 subscribers on YouTube, I also live in the real world. like So unlike a lot of these YouTubers who are famous on YouTube, I actually have like fame in real life. Like I actually have motherfuckers who, who fuck with me in real life and need my time too. So to make sure that my time can be split among the people who really need it, uh, the mentorship, I do through consultations. And so generally- Real
1: quick, he said he's in Miami, he could fly out to you if you wanted to meet in person. Okay,
0: for sure, for sure, absolutely. And, and I, lo- I love meeting in person because the truth is our time on this earth is limited. We don't know how much time we have. And the more you make real bonds with people, whether it's business, contacts, friends, family, it's always a lot better to do it in person if you can. Um, but I say that to say, generally speaking, people will do a consultation with me. Um, uh, 40 minutes is $90. no. See Bridget, I don't even know the prices because I'm not trying to make money on it. I really just charge the money to make sure everyone doesn't ask for a consultation because I don't have time. That is
1: right, actually. Is that right, Bridget? Yeah, that's okay, great. so Bridget's. I was family. wrong.
0: Yeah, I, earlier so I said I got to put my foot down. <laughs> you see why? But it's uh, ninety dollars for forty minutes, and it's a hundred forty for an hour and a half. I don't even know, but Bridget. One sixty. One sixty for an hour and a half. Um, anyways, in those consultations, what I really like to do is the following i like you to send me an email or send Bridget an email say, hey, here are my life goals. This is what I'm focused on. Guys have talked to me about businesses they want to start, guys that talk to me about businesses they've already started that they need to take to the next level, or they've talked to me about relationships or work politics, whatever is foremost in your mind that you want to navigate, let me know what that is. Let me know what your circumstances are today. Hey, I'm 25 or hey, I'm 43. Um, I'm earning this income. I work here. This is what I'm trying to do, and what I want to do during that call is with that background on who you are and knowing what your goals is, we want to talk through a very tailored, specific conversation about what's going to be best for you, because what I get a kick out of is being a part of your success story. That's what's exciting for me. I've achieved everything else I've ever wanted to do in life when I was a little kid. You know, I wanted to be in a helicopter. I've done that, and I wanted to go to Dubai. I've done that. I wanted to have beautiful women all over the world. Done that. Now what I'm excited about is you knowing that you are truly remarkable and you showing the best of who you are to this world. That's what excites me. And I want to be a part of your success story. When you write a chapter, I want there to be a chapter called Marquette Devon Burton because I want to figure prominently into you being successful. So... That's that. If there were no more questions, there's one last
1: minute question. Um, But this one, Action Jackson, how to get the attention of a girl that especially said, if you want to talk to me, you have to get my interest. Should you even go for it and persist or let it go? (laughs) Last question.
0: Action Jackson, I do want to say that there are a lot of situations that we need more information, meaning that that could mean a lot of things. So for example, It depends on the kind of guy you are and how you come off to a woman. I was looking at a guy's YouTube channel today and one of his questions was, or one of his topics was, how do you get out of the friend zone? And I was thinking, wow, it never occurred to me to make that video because I've never been in the friend zone. i got to make a video called, how do you get in the friend zone? I don't even know what the hell that's about. Why? Because women, when they see me, they perceive me as a motherfucking wolf in sheep's clothing or a wolf in wolf's clothing. But the point is this, if a woman sees me come at her, she might be like, oh, this guy's arrogant, he's cocky, he's a ladies' man, I'm going to push him off a little bit. But what she's really doing is intentionally playing hard to get. And that's a fun game to her. Or she could be narcissistic, which is why she's saying that. There could be a variety of reasons. But as I said earlier, you must be a keen observer of the woman to truly understand her. Especially with women, the things that they say are are of little value, you have to interpret what's behind the words. Very rarely are women speaking in clear, plain words with simple, clear meaning. You have to assess what they're saying based on who they are and the data that you've gained on that woman. In life, whether you're pursuing a goal or a woman, persistence overcomes resistance. Further, in pursuing a woman, you'll often find that the more you learn about her, you may become disinterested. I cannot tell you how many women I've looked at and said, oh, she is attractive. And then I laid the game down and she kind of said, OK, you're the man. I'm really interested. And by the time I learned enough about her, I wasn't interested anymore. I was like, wow, you got the J.Lo body. You got the nice hair, the pretty eyes. But you're an idiot and I'm not down. So it's important to learn the woman. You might find you're not even that interested in her. But when she says you have to get her interest, remember this is not a circus. You're not a clown. You're not here to be a stand up comedian and tell jokes to entertain this female. You are not a tool of her entertainment. Remember that. Maintain your dignity. But there's nothing wrong with going hard at a chick. I really want to talk to you individually about the specifics of your situation. Cause nine out of nine, you could crack this bitch. I bet you can get her.
1: While we're waiting on AA, Action Jackson said, "I just met her. I got her number, and when I'm trying to text her, she's answering a day later or hours later."
0: Ooh wee! Action Jackson, let me tell you, again, cause a lot of my I share I share subscribers with other channels. And every now and then they'll come to me and say, Marquette, you said this, this guy said this, right? So I, I need to contend with the impure game that these other guys are giving out. So there's a lot of reference to how do you stop a chick from ghosting you or from flaking? This is critically important. Number one, and if you read, I think if you checked out my video on Patreon, it's called How to Talk to Women. Check that out. That is game. And I think it's like a 20-minute video. It tells you how to open a woman, how to start that conversation, how to build the initial rapport. Because remember this, if you spit a little bit of game when you first meet a woman, she doesn't have a true sense of you. You have not created the desire. So when you follow up with her, she's not as strongly interested in actually going out on that first date. There are many women who will get out their contact information just because they don't want to be a jerk and give you the wrong number or they don't want to be rude. So what you're really looking to do is when you first meet the woman, invest enough time in building rapport and creating attachment so that when you do follow up with her to get the first date or even to have a text conversation, she's more interested and engaged. Another thing to remember, a good many people on earth are incompetent. So generally speaking, if the girl's just incompetent, meaning she has low IQ, she's like not very bright, she's not gonna be very responsive. That's a type A personality, or that's the reflection of someone who's interested. If someone's really interested, they're gonna be very responsive. The last chick that I gamed up, I remember being blown away by how responsive she was. And I knew that she was responsive as a function of the quality of game I kicked at her when we first met. Because when we first met, the game was so flawless that I know she was like, oh, this guy's exciting. Like, I can't wait to see this guy. So I made sure that I was very calm with her. And what I mean is when you're texting the girl, you're not trying to hurry up and set up a first date. You're just trying to exchange a couple of jokes here and there. You're getting to know her. You're not talking a lot about you. You're talking about her. And you're creating hunger so that she asks you, "When are you going to take me out As usual, folks, make sure that you say this with me and say this to yourself with conviction. I am truly remarkable, and I will strive every moment to show the greatest part of who I am.